Motorsport 411 presents all the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411 with Sean Cardavillis. Welcome to Motorsport 411. Your home for all your four and two-wheel action in Africa. Coming up in this episode, we find out all about the second rallycross exhibition event that was held in Machakos over the weekend. And we speak to driver Guy Botterill, who competed in the South Africa Cross Country Series and the South Africa Rally Championship. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. Welcome to the episode. So the second rallycross exhibition event was held over the weekend at Machakos People's Park. It was the Duma team of Carlton, Tashton, Joseph Gacheche and Boldev Chaga that won the event. After the event, I got to speak to the co-founders. Proud to have uh, Flash Tindo and Tim Jessup, the co-founders of the Rallycross, the second edition having been held uh, here in Machakos. Uh, thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, Flash, first of all, overall victory as well. Uh, how, how did it go for you guys uh, this weekend? No, it was good fun. It was really good. I mean, you know, uh, I, I think moving me from champions to veterans is, is more my scene. <laughs> I had to race against much older people, so I'll put it down to uh, the other guys in the in, in my team. You know, Tash performed really well, especially in the final. Um, Joseph did an awesome job, and Baldy obviously is a natural, so chuffed. Tim, uh, you involved uh, more from the organising committee this weekend. Uh, you took a break from the driving, but it looks like it was a very, very successful event. Yeah, very much. I mean, obviously, we'll get some feedback from people on where we can improve. But from the last one, and that's why I sort of took a step back from winning, really. Um, <laughs> no, but you know, Flash Flash works hard on on the sponsor side, and um, it's only my, my rightly my duty to sort of run the the day. Um, so with Raju and his team, Raju Chagger and his team did a phenomenal job. And uh, Anna from Events Africa and Leroy um, put it all together because there's so much behind the scene with vendors and VIPs and uh, the entertainment side is it needs a completely different team. So thanks to those guys, hats off to them, they did an awesome job. It really looks like you guys are finding your niche uh, in terms of what to do after rallying, uh, so to speak. Uh, you, of course, we'll still see you in the car from time to time, but it looks like you're finding your niche in terms of what to do with motorsport. Yeah, you know, rally crosses, you just saw today, you've got a, um, a man who's a junior in a two-wheel drive and, and racing up against veterans. It's, it's just it's, it's the platform to bring in new blood, train them up, get them to know motorsport, what's coming when they go into the KNRC sort of scene. Um, and Flash being on the focus panel as well can, can also take some of what we've learned from this into the KNRC side to uh, get more entries in. So I think it's a win-win. Flash, you must be immensely proud, uh, you know, seeing what's happened this weekend. Yeah, I am. I am really proud, actually. Um, it was a, a dream that we've sort of had in a, sitting in the rally car um, to put it together. We said it would be hard work and it is has been hard work. But, you know, you can see the the benefit here guys can come and actually get exposure they can get known they can get seen joseph's now you know a household name and hopefully we can we, we just need to get more um more competitors and more more people to come and watch this you know i was i was super chuffed with how many people came out but we just need a bit more um um you know spectators, uh, viewers. spectators viewers and stuff and i think it'll you know it'll be a special form of motorsport 
Yeah, it is a challenge uh, to try and get people here. What, what, what do you think it is uh, in terms of trying to get people to come and spectate? You know what I think a lot of people aren't, aren't grasping at the moment? This is a family weekend, not just a racing. You can bring kids here. We've got entertainment village, little electric quad bikes. Um, you can bring your dog for, for the weekend walk. Um, it's, it's a relaxed atmosphere and, and that's what it's, it's not a normal rally which is multiple stages. We're, we're in one area, you don't have to move, safe car park, um, safe environment, kids can run around, and it's a family event, and that's what, this is what, what RX is all about. Flash, uh, tweaks done to the track uh, in terms of uh, trying to make the racing tighter, it looked like it worked. Yeah, I think it did actually, bringing the track together uh, closer, more compact, a bit wider, um, overtaking spots, uh, wet areas, dry areas, is a full mix. I think it really did work. I, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm happy with it. It was emphasized during the drivers' briefing: no torpedoes, uh, respect <laughs> the competition, and all that. And that was largely respected. You know, everyone understands that. And and you know, if you've got a bit of etiquette, you're not out there to destroy your car as well. Because remember, if you touch a car, you're also damaging your car, your own car. So. So, you know, I think it's a natural uh, feeling in the car. You don't want to destroy everyone else's race. You just want to go out there and have fun. And I I really hope that concept carries on with this. I really hope it does. It, yes, we need the competitive edge and spirit, but I hope the fun side of it just uh, continues because that's, you know, that's, uh, that's what it's about. Tim? It's actually amazing, you know, some of the new guys who joined up this year, they've obviously been watching Rallycross and, and they came in with that spirit, which is right, which is a little bit of rubbing and bumping is fine, um, uh, sort of sharing paint, um, but no torpedoes, no aggressiveness, and the, the, the drivers did an awesome job today. And I think that's what's, what, we wanted, what we will keep, um, but it's, it's getting people out here. It's, it's not just a driver event, it's a family event. So we've got to get everybody out here to come and watch this because it is good fun. A lot of emphasis was placed on maintaining the track. Uh, you had the water bowser, which actually turned out to be probably the one of the heroes of the event, so to speak, because the conditions of the track uh, were changing all the time and it caught a lot of drivers out. Yeah, you know, you, you don't want dust everywhere that people don't enjoy themselves and covered in dust. And so, yeah, we spent a, we spent a lot of time and effort on, on getting the bowsers in, bowsering after every kind of heat so that the drivers can enjoy themselves and not get caught up in dust bowls, but also for the spectators to enjoy themselves. Uh, and again, that's what it's about. It's about drivers and spectators. Good to see a number of drivers out here, who, you know, some we haven't seen in a while. Uh, good to see them. Uh, some of the current drivers missing, uh, the likes of Raji Barrage, uh, Karan Patel, who was at the last uh, Rallycross. Uh, are you planning on trying to get uh, maybe some of the current drivers uh, in, the in the Kenyan National Rally Championship out here? Yeah, I would love to. I mean, it's up to them. They've got to come and sort of understand what it's about. Karan was... There were rumours that he was going to come, but again, you know, he's concentrating on his rallying, and, and so be it. You know, that's a good thing to concentrate on. I saw his dad here, which is uh, which is awesome. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. That slowly, slowly, people will come and, and 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 hopefully get involved. Finally, it looks like there are big plans. I'll start off with you, Flash, in terms of a four uh, competitions uh, in 2023 uh, just tell us a little bit about that you know it's a work in progress this is this was a plan this year to have two exhibitions to to get everyone to see what it's all about um, 
and hopefully next year we now we, it's going back to the drawing board working out what worked what didn't and but our aim is to have four events whether it's part of the motorsport calendar um, it, it, to, to me it doesn't matter we are going to try and run four events a year next year um, and hopefully hopefully we, it'll be embraced you know in the calendar um, we will look at the calendar and try and fit in dates where it doesn't mix with other motorsports uh, uh, disciplines but yeah well let, let's let's see if we can do it Tim any final words yeah, I'm just looking forward to running for next year. Uh, we're going to try and improve and improve and improve. And obviously, as a result of that, more drivers get more um, awareness out there. Uh, their sponsors get more awareness. We can bring in some more sponsors, hopefully stay with Batika. Um, and uh, yeah, grow it. That's co-founders of the Rallycross exhibition event, Carl Tindo and Tim Jessup. We'll be back. All the four and two-wheeled action. Motorsport 411. So welcome back. Now Guy Bottrell has been making waves in both the South Africa Cross Country Series and the South Africa Rally Championship. I got to speak to him recently. Guy, thank you very much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411. Uh, the seasons are now over for both the Cross Country Series and the National Rally Series. How would you classify them? Uh, we, we had a, a very long season uh, doing both championships, the off-road and the, the rally championship. Um, I'll start with the off-road. Uh, it was our first year in the T1 Plus uh, Dakar Hilux uh, Bucky, which was uh, an incredible learning curve for us. Uh, we learned a lot. Uh, so I also bought my navigator, Simon, from rallying. So we were both uh, fairly rookies in that discipline of sport. Uh, very different navigation style to how rally works, what we used to. Uh, so that took a bit of time to get used to it. And um, I think we had a phenomenal season. We ended up being uh, third overall, a couple points behind second. Uh, and at one stage, we possibly, if we didn't have any bad luck, we, we could have maybe uh, have been fighting for the championship, um, you know, top steps. So we were very happy with the overall results of the, of the championship in the off-road vehicle. And then um, in the rally series, um, this was the first year that we raced our own built um, Toyota Starlet, uh, the two-liter turbo, and um, also a challenging year for us. Uh, we had uh, uh, quite a few teething issues in the beginning of the season, and we managed to sort them all out um, towards the end of the season. And uh, we're very happy with us uh, finishing second in the championship, considering um, the the teething issues that we had at the beginning of the year that put us out of a number of uh, a number of rounds where we have been winning every single race um, this year and unfortunately one or two small teething problems put us out so for us to finish uh, second in that championship as a relatively new car building uh, workshop, um, it's a very different thing to prep a car as opposed to building a car. So we've learned a lot and um, I think the team can be very proud of what we've built and uh, we put ourselves in a very good position for the next season. It's an incredible story, uh, the story of you building this car from scratch. Uh, just tell us about the challenges you had uh, in putting the car together for the rally. 
Well, um, it's it's an incredible challenge. Uh, we didn't realize how difficult it was. Uh, we had uh, two engineers working for a year, uh, designing the car, um, you know, doing all the computer work for a year before we started machining one component. So uh, it, it was a long, a long process, and uh, everyone that was involved uh, had never built a car before. Uh, they had been involved in building parts of cars but never never starting with a blank piece of paper uh, and that was incredibly difficult so not only did we have to build a car we had to build a team that can build a car uh, and we also then had to build a workshop uh, when we started we didn't have a workshop facility that was good enough to build a car so um, you know when we took on the project we had to build a team we had to build a workshop facility that can build a car plus all the equipment that went into it plus all the computer programs plus the engineers that uh, have been involved so it's been a very long and challenging road um, but uh, with motorsport the development never ends uh, but we've certainly um, we we chewed off quite a lot and uh, we managed to get through it and uh, um, for us to finish second in the championship in our very first year uh, I think is phenomenal the crew is very happy with the results and very happy with uh, the performance of the car and um, the things to come in the future so it's, it's looking pretty good now, when we last spoke, uh, there was the question of homologation. Now, how far can you go with this car? Africa Rally Championship, what about the WRC Safari Rally? So um, that, that is still the, the question. Uh, I'm still under pressure with that. Uh, we, we're going to have to homologate the car early next year. Uh, I have been putting the homologation off uh, because the moment it's homologated, uh, it becomes a little bit more difficult to change things, uh, especially uh, when you're having teething issues. So um, we've purposely put the uh, homologation uh, off for as long as possible, but uh, I would imagine by March next year, uh, the homologation will be completed. Um, we There is a clause in the South African uh, rules where it says uh, any South African built and homologated car will have dispensation to run in the African Rally Championship. And that is most certainly the rule that we are going to push really hard uh, to to get it allowed to race in the African Rally Championship. Uh, and um, for the, the Kenyan WRC, we would certainly uh, like to be in a position where we could race in it. Uh, maybe next year, um, even if we don't score any points or uh, we race in the open class uh, just to gain experience and, and to develop the car further. Uh, uh, would most certainly be uh, something that we would like to do. Um, but unfortunately, our racing program is not 100% confirmed for next year. So um, we're not sure where we will be racing or what we would be racing at this point. But I should imagine uh, by early January, um, that will all be finalized and uh, we'll let people know where we will be racing. Now, in terms of the National Rally Championship, what class are you racing under? 
So uh, South Africa have opened their rules slightly. Uh, so what we've been allowed to do is we are racing in a series uh, in a class called NRC1, uh, which is basically the open class. And the open class uh, has got uh, some rules and they've allowed us to race this year with an understanding of the rules. And we have been very, very open with what we've done. And every time uh, we do something to the car, we let the officials know um, we we're trying to build a car that will grow the sport and uh, I said to the guys unfortunately you know for us to homologate a car straight away uh, would be very hampering and uh, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't allow us to do the development that we've done over this year and um, it, it might come back and hurt us in the future so um, they have allowed us to race this year with a um, dispensation as long as we've been open with everything that we've done and we have done that uh, every time we've changed the car or or done something we've let the officials know so everything is documented uh, and all we would need to do now is just finalize the um, the homologation so they've allowed us to race in the NRC1 which is the main premier class in South Africa which um, is the the four-wheel drive uh, class I mean, absolute awe uh, what you guys are doing behind the scenes. Uh, when you said you had teething problems, what sort of teething problems did you have this season? Oh, we had many. <laughs> um, we we had um, an injector failure twice, uh, which is a bit strange. We've uh, had an oil pump uh, for uh, a steering steering uh, hydraulic steering pump failure. We've had a uh, lower control arm failure. Uh, we've had a fuel pump failure. Um, so all of those things um, are, are not major, like uh, like the design has been completely wrong but every single one of those items has uh, managed to put us out of the rally in its own various ways so the teething issues that we've had have been small issues but unfortunately they have hampered the the year's result uh, and put us out of all the rallies so um, but we we're not concerned about those issues uh, because every single one of the small teething issues we've had has been uh, easily resolved and uh, we just needed to understand why did that part fail and um, and then uh, obviously engineer a slightly different part or or, or use it in a different way so um, it, it hasn't been catastrophic failures which has been really promising Guy, it's been well documented that rallying has been struggling in South Africa. In fact, uh, you didn't even have the round of the Africa Rally Championship uh, in South Africa. Uh, how are the numbers uh, in terms of uh, entries? So um, we, South Africa is definitely on the mend. Uh, things are looking up uh, this year. Uh, we had, uh, I think, uh, five uh, four-wheel drive cars in the in the main class, which is not bad considering last year we only had two. Um, there are new cars being built currently right now. Um, so we are hoping by the end of next year we'll be between eight and ten four-wheel drive cars uh, and prop proper four-wheel drive cars, modern, modern cars, 
all built to the same spec that we've been working on this year. So uh, there, we we building some more cars. Uh, there are other people also building cars, and within the within the rules and the understanding of what we've been doing, um, it it is allowing other people to build cars to a similar spec to what we've done. Uh, nothing is easy, but. Uh, in in more relatively easy way as a, a R5 or an R4. So um, it certainly opens up the market for people to build cars and get more vehicles into the market. It's difficult to grow a sport when there are no vehicles available. Um, that's one of the issues across Africa. Um, you know, people want to get involved in, uh, in rallying, but uh, to find a car and to buy a car, uh, even if you've got the budget to buy a car is, is incredibly difficult. So um, we we hoping to bridge the gap uh, with uh, manufacturing cars. Uh, so next year, rally in South Africa is looking pretty strong. Um, we hoping to have uh, about eight or ten proper four-wheel drive cars in the system and what that allows a lot of the guys have come out of uh, uh, more entry-level cars and they would then obviously sell their uh, entry-level cars to newer people uh, so it'll bring new people into rallying so the top class is not the class that, uh, that's only growing because people sell their cars to move up into the next class um, and it starts this whole feeder process which uh, has just just started to happen in South Africa which is very exciting uh, what is the federation doing uh, to increase the numbers? So the, the federation uh, has done a fantastic job this year. Every single event that we have been to this year has been phenomenal. It's really been world class. Even the last event that we've just done now, the the track rally, which was meant to be part of the ARC, was uh, probably better than many ARCs that we've been to in the past. Um, so the federation is making sure that the events are are. Um, very well uh, advertised, very well supported, and it is allowing the competitors uh, the prestigeness to race in an event like that, which which makes it easier uh, to find sponsors and uh, find people to back you. Uh, also, the federation allowed me to to build this current spec car which uh, will allow um, people moving from a smaller class up to a bigger class which will allow the movement of uh, the lower end cars to be sold because a lot of people think uh, you need to start a gross grassroots program to get uh, railing going but you also need the top step for people to sell their grassroots car to get into the next step and uh, build build the platform so there has been a lot of work happening uh, behind the scenes to to get the ball rolling again in South Africa and um, unfortunately these things take a long time they take a good number of years uh, and um, uh, last last night we had the official prize giving for the year for for the championship, and everybody said um, they can feel something special is happening uh, next year is going to be a really good year for rallying in South Africa because all the changes that the commission has made over a number of three years is just starting to get going again now, and and you can feel it and see it, so it's exciting. 
to the uh, Cross Country Championship and it's been a real learning curve uh, for you and Simon uh, in terms of, uh, you know, learning this car. Uh, it is essentially a Dakar car. Of course, it's Simon Vasey Lyle, uh, who's your navigator. Uh, just tell us uh, how it was this season for you. We, we had a really good season. Um, you know, we got into the, the Dakar Bucky uh, literally a few days before the first race uh, because when the Dakar is finished, uh, they sea freight the vehicles back to South Africa and uh, our car was delayed slightly uh, from the Dakar. The shipping was delayed. So we literally had uh, three days before the first event um, and we we took to it like duck to water with the, the new car, the bigger wheels uh, and the V6 twin turbo motor is different to the V8 that we we ran the previous year um, and we, we really had a good season. We, we had two, two issues. Uh, the, first, the first race we had a gear selector break uh, so we were stuck in third gear for over 150 kilometers and um, in uh, two events past we unfortunately uh, there was a, com uh, a back marker that uh, had an accident uh, in the previous loop and he left his car in a blind corner unmarked and unfortunately Simon and I came around and we collected his car damaging our car putting us out of the race um, so with those two bad finishes for us to fight back and come third uh, we were really really happy about that um, the last event was treacherous uh, it was unbelievable it was almost flooding um, the, the area that we were racing in had torrential rain um, and uh, I was really glad to be in a in a Dakar Hilux Bucky to pull ourselves through the mud and uh, everything and um, Simon and I found ourselves uh, first on the road for um, about 100 kilometers uh, opening the road and uh, off-road is very different to rallying where uh, obviously we call it off-road because there is no road uh, and you're literally driving through the bush felt with no road and you're finding you the first car is always making the road so it's very very difficult for navigation. It's very difficult to drive because uh, you, you're never sure if there's a tree stump, a rock, uh, even an anthill uh, in the long grass. And um, those things are devastating to a, to a car. So, um, you know, for us to do so well in the last event uh, where we opened the road for the first time, Simon did a fantastic job uh, navigating us through um, these terrible conditions. And uh, we finished the season in third position overall. Um, with uh, Janil de Villiers, uh, South Africa's Dakar champion, uh, he won it, uh, closely followed by Henk Lautekong and then myself a couple points behind. So we're really happy with that. And um, next week we are off to Namibia to go and um, practice and test in the desert in the sand dunes for a week um, before the Dakar. Um, unfortunately, uh, I am not going to Dakar this year. Um, I, I um, will be testing with the guys. Uh, so uh, Nasser Alatia, Janil de Villiers and Henk will be going to the Dakar and we will all be in Namibia next weekend uh, testing and developing and uh, getting the car set up for, for the sand in Saudi Arabia. So very fortunate to be part of the team that will be going to Namibia and uh, hopefully the following year, um, you know, maybe we'll be knocking on the door to go to Dakar. I was just going to talk about that. Uh, the cross-country series, uh, is that used as a testing bed uh, for the Dakar? And secondly, you must be really excited to be going to Namibia uh, testing with these legends. 
Yes, um, so it is 100% used for testing for the Dakar and testing for the uh, cross-country world championship overseas. Uh, NASA Alatia has just won the, the world championship uh, and for a South African built car to win a world championship, I stand to be corrected, but I think that's the first time a South African or African built car has ever won a world championship. Uh, so that that is a huge a huge uh, feather in our caps in South Africa uh, and even Africa to be involved in a program that, that uh, we're producing cars that can win a world championship. And um, all the development is done uh, in the South African cross-country series. And that is why it is so competitive. Um, we've got the Fords in South Africa. We've got Century Racing. Uh, we've got the Toyotas, obviously. And there are also quite a few other privateer, uh, smaller companies building cars uh, uh, to also partake in the Dakar. So the South African cross-country series is incredibly competitive um, because it's the real testing ground for, for the Dakar. And a large majority of the Dakar vehicles are built in South Africa, although they're driven by foreign drivers. Um, but the majority of the cars are built in South Africa, which is, which is amazing. And uh, for me to go to Namibia to sit next to uh, and also drive with uh, Nasa Alatia, uh, Janil de Villiers and Henk Lattegang and learn and learn how they drive in the sand dunes and uh, just be a part of the team is, is a huge benefit for me uh, and Simon uh, going forward into the future. Looking at the vehicles, uh, we're really privileged to watch it on Supersport. It looks like a space shuttle inside. Uh, all the gadgets uh, you see right across the dashboard. Uh, it, you, how uh, long did it take uh, for you to get used to using all those gadgets? I'm still not used to it. <laughs> um, we we went through we went through a water splash. We went through a water splash. Asher at the last event and um, I, I couldn't find the windscreen wipers in the maze of all the buttons and we drove for a couple hundred meters trying to find the windscreen wipers. So um, yeah, there, there's buttons everywhere. There's uh, uh, lots of sail, uh, fail safe. So if, if a system fails, you can switch to another system. Um, the car's incredibly advanced. Uh, um, there's, there's, when, you, when you get the car and um, there, there's a whole user manual that you have to read and you have to understand uh, and um, systems work with a different, uh, you know, you got to have this system on to work with the next system uh, and it's and it's uh, fairly complicated but, um, you know, once you've been in the car a couple times, uh, you get to learn, you get to learn how it works and uh, what everything should do but um, it's really, it's really a phenomenal car. Uh, the navigation, the, so all those buttons that you were talking about, um, the off-road is very strict on on speed limits so for example um, if you are on an open flat desert road and um, the speed limit is uh, 160 kilometers an hour um, you can actually set a cruise control speed limit in the car while you're driving to be just below 160 kilometers an hour because if you go one kilometer an hour over there's zero tolerance uh, so you need to be very very careful and you can set that on the dashboard while you're going and the reason why 
why they do that is because if you're driving on a tar road, um, there's there's no friction what whatsoever. And when you're driving on basically uh, um, a sand dune or, or a, a very soft sand road, and you you need to get as close as you can to the speed limit, um, you can up the speed limit uh, or up the power of the engine to get to get to the speed limit that you require. Uh, and that is actually on the stage because if you've got a maximum speed limit of 160 k's an hour and you've set your your cruise control at the wrong speed, um, you can be doing 155 k's an hour and someone else is doing four kilometers an hour quicker than you over a distance of five kilometers. Uh, it makes a huge difference at the end. So the navigator plays a huge role. Um, he's, he's playing with all those buttons. He's got two GPSs in front of him. Um, so it, it is a really big job uh, to keep those cars in the right direction and to stay within the rules and with and within all the speed limits uh, so it's very tricky just a couple of weeks ago we spoke to another uh, competitor for the Dakar from Southern Africa uh, Botswana's Ross Branch uh, your thoughts on him competing in the Dakar now, Ross is really great. Uh, you know, he uh, really hangs it out all the time. Uh, he's competed in many big events, uh, and I think he just needs a bit of good luck. Uh, I don't think we've uh, seen him properly at the Dakar where he hasn't had any issues, but uh, I really think uh, if he goes to this Dakar and uh, has a good clean run, uh, he'll be right up there with the best of guys. Uh, what do they call him? The Kalahari Ferrari. Uh, so <laughs> he's, uh, he's really a good guy and uh, really hoping that he has a clean run to show his true colours. Alright, and finally, uh, congratulations from Motorsport 411 uh, to you and your wife. Uh, you recently became a father. Um, how, how are you uh, coping uh, with uh, the family life and then you got the cross-country and the rally series? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, recently a father. Uh, luckily, my wife uh, comes from a motor racing family, so she totally understands uh, motorsport and the time away from home. Uh, I've, I've basically just been away for a whole week, and then next week I'm away again for a week again. So, uh, you know, family life... Uh, for me, unfortunately, is uh, one week at a time. Uh, but unfortunately, it is just the, the job that we are in and the job that we do. And uh, thank goodness I've got an amazing wife that uh, totally understands uh, what we're trying to do and what the end goal is and the dedication that it requires to race at this level and to perform on the on the biggest stages out there. You, you need to spend the time in the cars and you need to be out there racing as much as you can so um, I'm very very fortunate to have a wife that understands Guy Bottrell as always thank you so much for speaking to us on Motorsport 411 uh, the best of luck to you and Simon uh, for 2023 thank you so much and thank you for all the support over the year that's South African cross country and rally driver Guy Bottrell we'll be back Motorsports 411 with Sean Cardavillis so that's it for the show this week. Our thanks once again to Carl Tindo and Tim Jessup and also Guy Bottrell in South Africa. Our thanks as always to Big City Studio. I'm Sean Carter-Villis. See you next week.